Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about VCs are the new bankers. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, where we're helping wealth building become simple. And before we get into the show, it's brought to you by Philip Washington Jr.com and Stonehill Wealth Management. Philip Washington Jr.com is the site that I use for uh, directing people to a course that helps them learn how to uh, use a podcast to build a clientele. You know, different ways to market. If you want to attract clients, content is king or queen, whatever your preference. Uh, but it, it does the job and it's a great process. And so I have some free videos that uh, give you like some real actionable items to use, even if you don't take the course. Uh, but go check it out. And if you want to dig deeper, get the course. All right, let's roll to today's topic. And you know, I titled it VCs are the new bankers. And it came about in a conversation I had with uh, with my uncle, who we were we were talking. I think it was yesterday, and uh, and he asked me. He, uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember the specific wording of the question, but it was something to the effect of, um, you know, why is the why if the dollar is strong, uh, are we not feeling it as as Americans? Which is a which is a great question, right? Because a lot of people are becoming aware of the impact of currencies before you really have to worry about currency exchanges unless you were traveling. But when you turn on the news and you hear about the uh, strong dollar and the rate hikes and all that kind of stuff and affecting the market, like it's natural and normal to un- want to understand like how those how those moves affect uh, everything. And so, uh, I'm I'm gonna come down the path of how I got the title, but let me let me answer that question and kind of go down the pathway. And so, what 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 happens when 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 the dollar when they're saying the dollar is strong, everything in the investing really everything in life, but everything in the investing world is relative to something else. So when so when we uh, say the dollar is strong, we're saying the dollar is strong relative to really other other currencies uh, and goods and services that are outside the US so so for example I, I use this example to make more sense I live in Texas um, the DFW area and there are a lot of people from California moving to Texas and from a Texas standpoint we're saying man housing is getting uh, ridiculous and and, and, and it's not uh, is not becoming affordable for most Texans, and the folks that are moving from California, uh, which typically are moving from you know wealthier uh, areas, and they're they're well to do, uh, and or they, a lot of them owned uh, property, and even the ones that don't, it's still relatively cheaper than Texas. But they're coming here, going, oh man, no, this is cheap, you know, relative to where where I came from, because you you don't want to think of money in terms of like the symbol, right? Whether it's dollar, gold 
whatever. You want to think of it in terms of like a the, the, the symbol that represents like an economy. And so even though California and Texas all use, both use the dollar, they have different economies. And, and, and so California for the last couple of decades has been the center of the universe as far as like building a new economy, like innovation. Um, and so a lot of uh, the economies in California, uh, um, f- you know, felt the benefits of like a massive amount of wealth produced uh, from the world we live in today, right? Um, and, and so, you know, if you want to say like, what was the currency of California? I mean, it really was like stock-based compensation. You know, stock. You know, stocks of innovative companies where a lot of wealth was stored, right? Until people exited use the cash to buy homes and everything and push the price up of everything, right? So that's that's um, that currency or the wealth of California is being transferred to Texas, which is pushing up our cost of living in Texas because we had a different, less evolved, uh, less productive economy than California. So same thing with the dollar. Like if you take the dollar and you go to a, another country that's um, – uh, that has a you know a, a weaker economy, therefore a weaker currency. You can buy more and you can buy more from their economy using dollars than if you were using their currency. So it's all it's all relative. So if but it, but if you're looking in the dollar in context of like where you live, you're not going to see a change because if you're in Texas and you're buying housing and everything in Texas, it's not gonna it's not gonna really affect you. Uh, in that context, right? And so then, so then we roll into the question of, okay, so um, you know, uh, why is the dollar, why is the dollar being strong? And and I want to get to, um, I want to get beyond the myriad of questions. But the, but the point is, we we went on the conversation of economies and oh, and how money is created. And so what um, what I explained was the, the money is created through the banks, and so. Uh, banks have a certain amount of reserves on their balance sheet that the Fed, you know, helps influence. But those reserves on their balance sheet uh, allows them to lend out money as long as the ratio of lent out money to reserves on the balance sheet is what's considered safe, right? Uh, I'm, I'm giving an example. A, a safe ratio might be, you know, they can lend out three dollars for every dollar in reserve they have. I'm just making up numbers. So if it got to a hundred dollars lent out to one in reserve uh, in in the in the in in the bank uh, on the bank's balance sheet, then that would be considered you know way too risky. And so banks right now, on the scale of how much they're lending out relative to how much money they have in reserves, is that a, is, is is low. And so people are like, well, why is it so low? Well. There's a lot of reasons, but the main reason is uh, money wants to flow to where it's productive. And you have periods of time, just like we have summer, winter, spring, fall, or life and death cycles in humans and animals and plants. Economies have life and death cycles. So this, so what happens every 50 years or so is an economy has to fundamentally change because too much debt gets built up. Look at look at the year of Jubilee in the Bible. I always reference back to it because that's what it's talking about. Um, and so as a old economy gets too indebted, 
uh, think of it like old ideas, right? That there's there's uh, old ways of doing things, and there's new way of innovative new ways of doing things. So as a banker, they're looking to make money. So they're like, well, if the world's going here, and there's the majority of the businesses are operating in the old idea way, well, I don't want to. And they have a lot of debt, and and that way of that way of being or existing is dying. I don't want to lend into a a, a dying situation. Um, but the other side of it is, there's so much money that the banks have that they can lend, and you have these new untested um, economies, i.e., like uh, you know, I was talking to a banker over lunch. You know, I was talking to him, and he's like you know, top, top banker over the bank, over all the banks in uh, DFW. And I, and I said, man, I'm meeting all these young uh, entrepreneurs that are making money, like doing podcasting or social media marketing or, you know, and they're going from like 200,000 a year of income to 2 million, like in a 18 month time frame, and they're making lots of money. And I was like, uh, but they're, I said, but banks have not been able to catch up to being able to lend them money for their business to expand what they're doing. And he was like, yeah, he said, because it's new and that's just a different risk appetite for the bank. They have to have lots of collateral for the bank to feel comfortable. Understandable. Like that's just the way, because banks are part of the old system, right? They're limited too. So when you have old system businesses, um, that are that idea is dying out. Well, banks were also part of the old system, right? We we hear about you know J.P. Morgan and you know and 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 all those bankers that built the modern industrial area. Well, that was a that was a at that time that was a sort of new new model for financing than it was for previous generations, right? The way they did it, and so moving forward, you know the finance, you know, so if, so if you say, all right. Let's not use the term banks. Let's use an economy. Let's use money as a symbol. And let's use finance, right, as the way that you get money flowing in the economy, right? So finance is a principle. Like, you got to have finance to fund economies. Well, finance is going from banks to VCs because the VCs have backed a lot of the new economy type stuff. And so the, the opportunity, and, and not just VCs, let's, let's, let's call it, I, I call it venture capital, but I'm talking about it's innovative capital. It's not debt. It's like cash that's injected into a company but you can make a lot of money because when you're in the early stage of an economy like like the reason why debt was so heavily used is when you're in the later stage of the economy and the economy is not growing as much you can use debt to juice up returns right real real estate agents or real estate investors understand that but if you're in the beginning of an economy where it's growing you know you have growth rates of 20 30 40 percent a year which is what you have in the crypto industry and the artificial intelligence industry and the electric vehicle industry and all these new industries, they're growing leaps and bounds. You don't really need debt to earn a high return because the supply and demand of capital ratios are off, meaning the the the, the golden opportunity to make lots of money is to go places where there's a limited amount of income or a limited amount of money uh, to invest in a big, large, growing amount of companies that are solving and building a new economy for the future. So that's where we are. You have you have the banking system that's outdated and old and really is not able to lend to the new economy stuff. Um, you have VCs that are doing it, but they don't they don't have nearly enough money to 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 give 
um, to all the opportunities that are growing and being created every single day. You have the resistance of the ones that have money that can take it out the banks and invest it in here. They Their mindset is married to the old system, so they don't yet fully understand uh, everything. I call that, you know, resistance, right? So they are resisting the future and coming along slowly. But you have all those where if you if, if, if you as a open-minded, uh, clear-thinking, uh, you know, good energy, long-term, patient, faith-in-the-future investor can move through all the resistance fast and supply whatever money you feel comfortable supplying to the new world being built, then you become, over time, historically, massively, massively wealthy because the, the future is coming and you're getting ahead, the tidal wave of money, that will eventually come because the money has historically always come to the new world. Um, and so you get the front run it. And so the the more the story is is, is less about like you need sort of a, a venture capital fund or you need to invest in a venture capital fund. You want to think of yourself uh, from an investment standpoint more like a VC than like um, a banker. Right, you want to say, okay, what do VCs do? They invest in the future. If I want to make money, what do I do? I want to make money in the future. VCs are printing crazy amounts of cash, right? Tons and tons of money. Um, and and you know, you know, banker life is good, but it's it's not nearly it's, it's not nearly compared to what um, people who are supplying capital to these new industries are able to do. And so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's why you see Steve Ballmer break off $400 million, right? And give it to, um, you know, black VCs. Cause, cause he, you know, he's, a, he's a good guy probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming the best, but it's also like smart from a, from a money standpoint. Like if you think of the low supply of money in the VC space, and then you think about the low supply of money that's been given to people trying to solve problems for a culture that is the eighth largest economy in the world and growing. Right? It's, that's that's the, that's the if you put you know black people in America, our spending power. I mean, that's a that's a tremendous, huge, massive opportunity. Where yeah, he's doing good, but he's gonna make a lot of money over time by by being wise. And so um, yeah. That's that. I hope this helps. Until next week, enjoy your weekend. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.